This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, it seems here. AKA Chris Billy, just wanted to wish the Blue Army podcast lads and all the listeners a happy 100th show. Um, I've even done a couple myself and I've enjoyed them thoroughly. So, yeah, happy 100th show, guys. All the best. Speak to you later. Bye. All right, Marins, just before we get things kicked off with the podcast, I just want you to do me a favour. Picture this scene. It's Sunday morning. It was a good night. But I bet you're feeling it now. And there's no point in just sitting on the couch all day, wallowing and suffering with dry mouth. You want to get yourself up and you want to get yourself down to Bank Street in Carlisle. And when you're there, you want to follow your nose and you will find John Watsonson's Cafe and their amazing new brunch menu which includes full English breakfast served from 10am to 3pm that's right all day John Watson Sons breakfast what more could you want on a Sunday get yourself out of bed at 9 in the morning get yourself out of bed at midday it doesn't matter you'll still have enough time to go down to John Watson Sons on Bank Street in Carlisle and get yourself a full English breakfast and yes before you ask it does include a free juice coffee or a tea and is actually less than a tenner so I don't think I need to do much more selling to convince you where to go on Sunday morning this week. It's the newest sponsor here on the Blue Army podcast. We're proudly associated with John Watsonson's Cafe on Bank Street. Go down there and try the new brunch menu. And while you're there, just mention that you heard about it here on the Blue Army podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Toby Show Silva and welcome to the Blue Army Podcast. I mean, I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, I'm going to do the introductions, uh, but first, before I kick things off, obviously, I do like to start things with a little <laughs> bit uh, of an anecdote. 
uh, before we kick things off. And uh, this week, guys, uh, I was on my way to work basically, and uh, you know, it was, it was it was heavy with rain, and you know, it was groggy, and it just it just really wasn't really wasn't a nice day. And I started I started just to feel a little bit low and a little bit down. But don't worry about me because I'll be. Oh. Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 100. And I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the two men I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. Wills and Liam are here, but, but... Not just Wills and Liam. Just before you get to say hello, gentlemen, we are also joined by a super duper special guest. It's the first ever for the Blue Army podcast, a currently under contracted player. He's the third choice in the squad, but the first choice in our hearts. It's Gabriel Green. All right. You can laugh. Hello. You can laugh that joke for me, you can laugh, it's fine. Gabriel, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing, man? You all right? I'm not bad. How are you, chef? I'm very good, mate. Yeah, I'm very good. Um, as, as a few listeners already know, I am the chef over at Carlos. So that's how me and, and, and Gabe know each other. Is it Gabe? Gabriel? How do you want to go, man? I'll go Gabe. Gabe, yeah. So, yeah, the, the Cumbrian Brain Trust, Wills and Liam are here. How are you doing, man? You guys all right? Yeah, all yeah, right. Had a bit of a cough over the last week, but I think everyone has. So, um, if I have to mute myself, I apologise for that. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine, man. It'll be yeah. fine. It's going to be a cracking episode. It's episode one hundred, and when we have a special guest here on the episode, you know, we have to get to know you a little bit, Gabe. You know, we we don't want to put you on the spot, but we are going to get to know you a little bit, and it's just on, you know, a, a very light level. So don't worry, don't worry. It's nothing personal. And uh, the icebreaker that we have here on the Blue Army podcast is a pretty straightforward question, really. If it wasn't for football, what do you think you'd be up to? I'd probably be a carpet fitter or something. I don't know. A trade. <laughs> carpet fitter. Is that something that runs in the family? Uh, there's a kind of. My local owns a carpet shop. But, you know. It's like carpets. It's looking carpets around. Carpet. You like carpets. <laughs> carpets make sense. Are you any good with maths then? Like cutting carpets and stuff? Does that not come into it? You know? Oh, I mean, I'm terrible in maths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good at maths, but that doesn't matter when you. I mean, like, how big are your hands? Do you know what I mean? Like, you were always going to be a goalkeeper, weren't you? You know, huge, yeah. huge hands. And um, the other question I've got for people, because I think it's just like easy. It's a nice way into people. It's sort of like, what's your favourite film? Um, like, if you if you if you can't pick one, like, have you got a top two? Top two, I I love. I love Shawshank Redemption. Absolutely yes. adore that film. Oh, Watch it any <laughs> And I have a guilty pleasure. It's got to be like Hot Fuzz. I think Hot Fuzz is unbelievable. Oh, film no, that's well. a good... Yeah, it's a good film, that. Great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both great shouts, man. Both great. Well, I feel like we've got to get to know Gabe a little bit. So, uh, you know, I'm a bit more relaxed. I'm pretty sure, you know, we're all excited to meet our special guest. And now now we've got to know him a little bit, uh, gentlemen. And, uh, I mean, while he's here, why don't, we, why don't we probe him for a little bit of insight? Is that all right, Gabe? We're just going to ask you well, uh, a little bit. Just, just a little bit, you know. Uh, and ask you what you really think about everyone no no it's all positive, it's all positive. And obviously most of the big news this week uh with carla united 
has been uh, with the massive result at the weekend. And obviously, it was Ryan Edmondson returning from injury, scoring the big goal. We'll go on to talk about that in the match report a little bit later on. Um, but I want to zero in and really get some behind-the-scenes perspective, you know, about the physio team that got Ryan Edmondson ready. I'm talking about Brunskill and the boys. I mean, what's, I mean, as a young goalkeeper, I doubt you've had too many injuries and you're not really in no, there really that well. often too much. But like, what, how important is it to have, um, you know, Chris Brunskill come in and settle so quickly and, and for those players to be coming back from injury and hitting the, hitting the ground running? You know, how good is that physio team? Well, really good. I've known Chris because I was here when he was first here in the youth team, when he was with us in the youth team. So it was it was good back then. He's gone. He came went to Blackburn, came back now, and he's yeah, he's uh, he's back now with a bang. I think he's same crack with him, same bar and terrible crack with him, but it's all right. He <laughs> <laughs> hates, hates me being in there. Just supposedly my crack's terrible at all, but <laughs> yeah, it's good. He's a bit we have a lot of injuries at the moment, don't we? Well, that's it. That's it. And it feels like it's going to be important getting all these uh, lads back from injuries. And I mean, like, it's it's really important just for the, the, the dynamic to be right in, in the back team staff as much as it is front of house. Um, this is your first appearance on a podcast ever. Uh, so I just want to draw attention to that and say thank you so much, you know, for your time and, and you know, giving us giving us a chance, really, uh, to be able to do that. It's episode 100. So it does mean, you know, it means a lot to us here on the Blue Army podcast. Yeah. It'll mean a lot to our listeners, but um, how do you enjoy the uh, the media? Because it'd be a relatively new thing for you over at Carlisle United. Um, how how do you enjoy the the corridor cam? Um, and those the corridor and cam. That? Yeah, how, how, how do you deal with that? <laughs> uh, it's all right. You just kind of put on the spot when you see it. The funniest things when they're doing the gifts when everyone scores. Jack Armour, John Medish doing. Oh Jesus! Have you done one? <laughs> I mean, like obviously. <laughs> Do they do a gift for everyone, even the goalies? Yeah, the, all the goalies have got one. I think it's big. Oh, go on, quite go on, get secret reveal. Go on, let's have an exclusive one. Go on, let's, um, let's see what your gift look like. Uh, I think it, it'll either be me catching a ball. I can't remember. It's done at the beginning of the season. Or, I, th- I think, actually, I went to catch a ball and got it hit in my face. I think <laughs> but it'd yeah. be great if we get to see it, like, in some kind of Ben Foster-style thing, you know. You never know, you never know. <laughs> Really never know. I mean, Gabe, um, a lot of people don't know. I do. I get to catch up with you on a daily basis, so I do yeah. know. But a lot of people don't know what you're getting up to on Saturdays when, obviously, the first team are playing um, at home. So, like, why don't you fill people in on what you've been getting up to on Saturdays? Normally, what I do on a Saturday is with the, if I'm with the first team, I'll go. I'll come in with the normal time, about well, quarter, quarter past one, we get to the ground on home game. I'll do the warm-ups with the two keepers, Tommy and Mick. Do the warm ups. I go and then after when kickoffs started, I go in the gym, and I'll do first half. I'll be in the gym, probably doing legs because I won't have a game. So, so and then I'll go watch the game, have a shower. Hopefully, hopefully we're winning <laughs> half time, so that after be too quick getting a shower and not getting changed before the back in because I think they'll be getting a bit of a it's the word rollicking if they are so. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, there was there was rumours about you being able to go out on loan and that kind of thing. Um, but being able to sort of like sit under the tree of of, of Tommy and, and and Mick, as you just said there. I mean, how important do you think that's actually been, rather than going out on loan? You know, that surely has its own advantages. Yeah, um, very very knowledgeable. Tommy has had quite a good career. He's quite experienced, and he does. Yeah, they both help me out, out on a regular basis. Mick Mick helps us out a lot as well. 
because he's been <laughs> he's been around as well. And it's good <laughs> it's good insight to have because they do help you with even the little things, goalkeeping wise, because we're quite a small group, small bunch. So yeah, they do help you out a lot. Man, uh, thanks very much for giving us a little bit of insight there. Um, but I'm sure we'll we'll dive into sort of like a full interview at some podcast in the future. But we actually got you recruited here for your punditry uh, skills a little bit. So we're going to dive into a little bit of news and then eventually a match report further down the line. So thanks very much for the insight there. And uh, the, at the start of the podcast, we like to kick things off a little bit lightly with a little bit of a laugh and a little bit of a joke, which means, gentlemen, I mean, you know what it's time for. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Right, boys, here we go. Uh, we always like to kick things off. I've been saving this one. I hope it's special. I hope it's special. Here we go. How do fish know exactly how much they weigh? And uh, uh, yeah, scales. That's how fish know exactly how much you weigh. It's a good joke, though. Yeah, it's a good joke. It's always it's funny like, when you guess the if That's the one he's been saving. I only have got one a while back. Oh dear, I've been saying maybe I already told no, I probably haven't already told it. Anyways, anyways, we'll plow on, gentlemen. And it's time for I mean, boys, it's time for your segment. It's time for the league to round up game. At this point of the show, we basically round things off about what's been happening in League Two and how it's kind of affected the team's stature. So, gentlemen, it's time to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there? It's the league. Two, round up with Liam and Wills. Take it away, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah, Liam, you want to yep, go? I'm first. Yep. So this week, I'll start off with the Tuesday night fixtures from um, last week. Um, Stockport County drew nil-nil uh, with Gillingham. Big result for Gillingham and a big result for Carlisle with Stockport dropping points. Uh, Grimsby drew 1-1 with uh, Newport. Doncaster lost to Harrogate Town. It's a massive win for Harrogate Town there at the bottom end of the table. Uh, Warsaw drew nil-nil with Bradford, and Bradford being on such a massive win and run, you know that's really, really hurt them. Really helped Carlisle as well. Uh, plus a three-nil victory for Sutton over Crawley. Uh, going to the Saturday match, uh, Saturday night results then, um, and that's a nil-nil uh, draw with Barra with Sutton. Um, them two teams right next to each other in the leagues, both trying to get that late prom- uh, promotion playoff place. Stockport beat Colchester, a big result for them after the draw on the Tuesday. Um, Crawley uh, lost 3-1 to Harrogate. Uh, but, but one of the big results from that round, Stevenage 3, Warsaw 1. And it's one I wanted to get Gabe's opinion on because the Warsaw keeper really didn't have that good a game. Like, he conceded an overhead kick. One of the goals was a mistake. And he conceded two within the first 15 minutes. So the professional keeper in the room, how does, how does the keeper react 15 minutes in? You tune it got you two nil down. What's the keeper got to do in that situation? Try not to concede another goal, I'd probably say. First, <laughs> first <laughs> because it's bound to affect you mentally, especially with one of the result, the goals like really being like really avoidable. Yeah. Um, well 
you just got to dust yourself off, really. I'm quite young and naive at the moment, so I hope it don't happen to me anytime soon. But yeah, if if you concede conceding one early on is annoying enough. When you you go two 0 down within fifteen minutes, it, it really set you on the back foot, hasn't it? So I think it's you just got to well try not to concede the third and try and well what I do personally if the ball came anywhere near my goal, it's just getting. Booted 70, 70 yards yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as just far away from that goal. Yeah, as far away from the goal as possible. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think maybe Mr. Keeper uh... wishes that he'd been told that. <laughs> well, to say, he actually went on to concede again to an overhead kick. So maybe oh. maybe he did uh, need to listen to that, Mr. Evans. Overhead kicks can be just good goals, though. I, I, to be honest, I think you should have saved the overhead kick. It was sort of like just on the edge of the six-yard box, like it, from like a cross. I, I think the keeper should have come for it. Like, but uh, more results: Grimsby beat Rochdale, pretty predictable. Hartlepool drew one-one with Northampton. Northampton dropping points again. Hartlepool picking up another point to put them just outside that uh, relegation zone. And one of the other big results down there under the table was uh, Crawley losing three-one to Harrogate. Wills? Oh, Crawley, our favourite on the show, Gabe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, um, Crawley won at the weekend. Oh, we... Have I got that the wrong way around? I think so. I just need to have a look. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I got like the, the most around. recent game. Yeah. Is, is, Free one yeah, yeah, Crawley have gone and won a game and seem to be in a lot of trouble. But their owners... I mean, you know, we've talked about them quite a bit on this pod, Gabe. We're kind of like Tough. ever since that new. Do you remember, like the start of the season when oh, they? Came... I remember the little devil mush. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ever since then, we, you know, we like to have a little look and see what's going on with Crawley. How you know? How's that working out for you? Is um, a lot of <laughs> Crawley fans, obviously, if any are listening. For the um, fans, one, there's yeah. not many. One of their Crawley owners. <laughs> One of their owners um, has actually flown over from the States to try and find out what's going on. Um, <laughs> um, he's arrived and, yeah, they've gone and won a game 3-0, I think it was. So, have, you, have you noticed this has yeah. coincided with the, um, like the Premier season three of Ted Lasso? <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if he's now going to go back and say nothing's the matter, they're playing really well, everything's grand. But... Um... <laughs> I mean, uh, Gabe, like, how, how how much how much do people um, in the squad like? How much do you pay attention to other teams' news when things are going on with Crawley? Or is it just kind of like face down? You get on with your own thing. You only focus on the opponent ahead. Uh, yeah, you just focus on yourself, really. Because we're in quite a good position at the moment. You just focus on keeping the run going and keeping everything, keeping your ticket away, and try yeah. to win games. Like last season, it was a bit different. Because you were affected by it, because we were down there, weren't we? Especially this time, just before Seymour came in, we were right down there. So you kind of listen to it, and you kind of, especially with McCurdy and that, you're like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to hear about him. A favourite. Then, yeah, then, oh. Swindon, Swindon had a guy on the pitch before the match who was trying to get a song going about Harry McCurdy, even though he doesn't play for them anymore. Did any of you see that? Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. It was um I heard like um so like on Radio Cumbria there were set they were 
complaining about this uh, announcer that they had at Swindon on the pitch with a mic. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, so he was saying that he couldn't like hear himself over him, but I heard afterwards that he was like, he tried to get a chant of oh Harry McCurdy going, thinking that that's going to rile the Carlisle fans up, and obviously it didn't because <laughs> we don't really care. We don't, we don't hate him. That... He hates us. It's different. But, um... <laughs> I just wanted to kind of move on as well to this. Um, the other thing that I was going to cover in the league roundup was there's been a bit of a spotlight on referees. Um, Northampton's manager has had to go because he had a player sent off against Crawley. Um, a lot of people seem to think it was a dive and that it was obviously going to get rescinded. It wasn't rescinded. Um, then in the Hartlepool game, we've seen... Um, uh, Northampton won, Hartlepool won. Arguably, both goals could have been disallowed. Um, there was a move, uh, obvious offside for Hartlepool's goal. Northampton did a funny, kind of clever little move from a corner, but the ball hadn't stopped rolling. So, um, and so then the Northampton came, uh, Northampton manager John Brady's come out and asked for um, a bit more consistency in refereeing. But one interesting kind of refereeing thing that happened at the weekend was the Bradford keeper. Who <laughs> caught the ball at, at at Newport? Oh, I saw this. Yeah, so because they've got the rugby lines painted <laughs> on, oh the pitch, yeah, I saw that. He okay. thought he was in his area. <laughs> he caught the ball. Um, and the referees interpreted that as an honest mistake. Um, so I guess he's. I guess in the referees' view, it's not a a deliberate handball because. He didn't know he was outside of his area. <laughs> um, Newport are a bit angry about that. They think that he should have been sent off. I don't know, Gabe, okay, since it... Goalkeeper's since union, I'm guessing. Goalkeepers, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing goalkeeper's union. have a view on that, yeah. <laughs> It's not doing any keepers favours because we get a lot of stick anyway for not being the cleverest people in the team. So <laughs> catching it ten yards, I've seen it, and I, I couldn't understand where he's doing, but he, I think I, I don't know. Yeah, you'd I'm think back. I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. <I'm probably> <laughs> anyway, that's the roundup. All right, that was brilliant, man. Thank you very much, gentlemen. We found out what was happening here, <laughs> what was happening there. It's the league two roundup <laughs> with Wills and Liam and Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we move on, though, just because we were talking about the league a little bit there, Gabe, just because you're in the changing room a bit, um, at what stage of the season do players really start looking at results and checking the forms after results? Like, is, is it, I mean, imagine it's happening all the time now. But like, how early is it happening? Uh, well, it depends how big... If, well, because I support Carl, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking every week from the start of the season to the end. But uh, I, I don't <laughs> know. Personally, there's a couple who will look. I know the coaches look well. I say coaches, all Gav will look and that. But... I think it's just mainly focusing on yourself, like I said. It's uh, yeah, you can focus on other teams all you want, but as long as you're winning, you can't really. It doesn't really bother you, does it? Because you can only go up if you're winning. Yeah, true, true, true. But uh, something in other uh, Carlisle United-related news that's been bothering Paul Simpson is the training facilities at Brunton Park. But it's been recently reported in the news at a supporters meeting when Clibbins was questioned about development with new training facilities that potentially they were looking at sites and when I read the rest of the article to be fair I think there was about four links and uh, and, and about two different recipes or something like that it was 
was clickbait, gentlemen. It was a very politician's answer. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily believe there's there's going to be too much development. But Gabe, like, how does the training facilities at Carlisle United currently affect um, the you know the daily training? You know, what, how does it disrupt it? Um. So, uh, if the pitch is flooded, and the pitch does flood. Quite often, I'm guessing you've seen pictures of past seasons where the water's covered the training pitch and that. It, it just it gives you a hard place. You can't really train. So when the ground's frozen, you've got to train inside the Neil Centre. I don't know if you've ever been in the Neil Centre, but it's yeah, it's not the greatest, is it? <laughs> it's, it's little fireside pictures. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It likes yeah, training. Yeah, and then it's like a skill it, sports it hall. Yeah. <laughs> Well, kind of, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so if, if the pitch is frozen, if the pitch is frozen, we normally go up to Gretna and we normally train up there, but it's a lot of travelling for the lads because a lot of them do travel as well. They don't all live in Carlisle, so the travelling does, but the pitches, they cut up easily, and especially in winter, you train on them every day. Gold mouths and mud baths, and one, one like it's been raining today, I'd imagine, I'd imagine what the pitch is going to be like tomorrow. The blue training kit's going to be brown. Yeah, yeah, I do see us coming back from Gretna. I do often ask, and it's like bloody cold up there. <laughs> cold. And a lot of the lads, yeah, the Astro doesn't do you any favors either, especially for mm. a couple of the older lads. It's, it does quite, quite hurt your joints, say so. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in, in, in other Carlisle United related news, there's a recent promotion that has been launched. It's hashtag. 10 for 10, uh, the meaning of which it's going to be £10 um, for uh, in order to sort of drive 10,000 people to go uh, to the Carlisle United game. I believe it's for the Tranmere game, I believe they're promoting it for, promoting it for which is the Good Friday game on the 8th of April. Um, so... So even though he even though he cut his mic off, like I still had to watch him sneeze. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I really that don't could know have been why. that couldn't that could have just been moved on. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I know. I, don't, I just don't. I just don't know why it was. It was. I don't know. Very distracting for some reason. I don't know why. I was just very intrigued as to how 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 the sneeze was going to work out for you. I don't know why. Anyway, sorry. Um, I'll, I'll move on the 10 for 10 promotion um, obviously you go out there get your tickets there's schemes to be able to donate tickets as well so when you go and you know you're used to paying £20 for a ticket if you want to pay £20 for a ticket and obviously donate another ticket to somebody else's facilities all set up for that Gabe how do big crowds affect the team is it is it a massive lift does it increase the nerves and then the it's adrenaline big, very, you know very very big lift I'd say because you'd rather be playing in front of 10,000 than 2,500 wouldn't you at the end of the day especially you can feel the difference this season especially with big away followings as well it's it, it does really does push you on and it's it's just good to be a part of I think I went I was one did I go down to being I used to I go to a lot to be fair but because I'm travelling with the team on quite close away games. Barry last season, I was on the bench. That was unbelievable. Uh, late in Orient as well. Last season, Simo's first game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Crawley as well. Look at Crawley. I, I don't understand why you'd want to go to Crawley and watch Carlisle for 630 <laughs> miles. But hey, people do and I'm not complaining. <laughs> got a good like um you know like you've got the London supporters as well yeah. so always kind of boosts our attendances in places like Crawley 
Yeah. Fair few of them, fair few of them do listen as well. So uh uh you know, hello to those guys. I feel like it's a bit of a brag as well for people who live in Carlisle. They can be able, they can say to all the mates like, Oh, I travelled right the way across the country, right down to Crawley. Like it's like don't don't we always get massive attendances whenever we play Plymouth just because it's like the longest didn't Sky Sports pay for their travel fees once as well or something? There was yeah, one was time like they that. had like yeah, they had like um the centre reporter on to the coach to gawk yeah. at all these Cumbrians, you know, see <laughs> what, what makes pe what makes people want to travel the length of the country for a lower league game. And um you got like some of the uh, you know some of the ones that organise the away travel that have been going to almost every away game for years. Like really kind of die hard. Yeah, they're definitely very proud of the distance they cover. I don't think they'd want us to be a a club in the middle of the country that can just get to everywhere in a couple of hours. <laughs> it's, you know it's 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 a great great away following it really is and something else that's been gathering a fantastic uh, following is our game here on the podcast that's right gentlemen it's time for true blue or not a blue diddly 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 do Right, gentlemen, the first game of the podcast, uh, all three of you are going to play as a team. Don't worry, Gabe, I'll explain to you and anybody new that's potentially listening how this game works. It's stolen um, from, from, from somebody else's podcast, uh, Mark Howard's <laughs> podcast. It's stolen from his podcast. Um, and, and he's got, he's got a, a game called Keeper or Not a Keeper, uh, but this is our version called... Uh, True blue or not a blue. So basically, I've either made up their name or they used to play for Carlisle United. And gentlemen, this time I have gone for a certain year as well. I've gone for 1984. Um, so it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> you know, it's going to be yeah. very difficult. It's four names. It's four names. Four names on the list. Four names on the list. On as always, all four names. Could be absolutely made up, or all four names could be absolutely true. Gentlemen, are we all ready to play True Blue or Not a Blue? Diddly 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 do. <laughs> Get them ready. Good. All good, yeah. all good. Right, the first name on the list, gentlemen, is Dave Rushbury. Dave sounds, I know, that's a bit of a name for 1984. Dave. Dave. Really Dave's around then. I feel like Dave's a more recent kind of like invention. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. You've got no idea, Gabe? You got, you got any, well, I, don't, I don't have a clue. I'm going to say, <laughs> I yeah, I, I, no, I don't have a clue, no. I'm going to, are you guessing? Yeah, I'm going to guess no, so let him go to the casting vote. Um, I'm, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll go no. <laughs> no, no, you're gonna go no on Dave Rushbury, gentlemen. Dave yeah. Rushbury, you're off to a bad start. He was oh, a blue. Sorry, Gabe. To <laughs> 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 listen to the pro, you know, you gotta listen to the pro guys. Sometimes you gotta listen to the pro. He's a defender that, of course, played in 1984. Gentlemen, the second name on the list in True Blue or Not a Blue is Andy. Hill. Such an ordinary name. <laughs> Basic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hill. 
it does this. He'll throw one in each each episode. It's like just John Smith. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of believe it though. Yeah, I'm. I feel I'm. I'm leaning towards yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we're going towards yes. We're going towards yes. Final answer is true blue, gentlemen. Andy Hill is a true blue. Well yes. done, yes. Well done yes. gentlemen. So one, one for one. Well done. He was a defender. Um, that obviously played in 1984. Right off we go again. The third, John Blot. John Blot. John Blot. <laughs> I mean, would he go for like all three real, or would he make up a name like John Blot? It's one of the two, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> People aren't actually called Blot, are they? Someone <laughs> might be blots, called Blot. The <laughs> no. no, the Blots aren't real. <laughs> William's going, no, definitely not. <laughs> okay, what are you thinking? I think, I think he will be. I. You got you got John Blot's bag. <laughs> well, you gonna go with the pro this time? Yeah, I'm gonna say John Blot is real as well. And you'd be right to go with the pro. <laughs> John yeah. Blot, blue, and gave notes to goalkeepers as well because John Blot was a goalkeeper. Uh... Who obviously played in 1984. Gentlemen, the final true blue or not a blue is Steve Shoulder. I mean, got a chance. Well, the thing is, I thought the same about blot. Like, it's, it's... but now he's saying, as he as he picked four out of four, all true. Yeah. Or... No, but he's done it before. Has he made up Steve's shoulder? I've never heard anyone called shoulder before ever. No, uh, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> are we all? Are we all saying he's a fake? Yeah, get rid of shoulder. <laughs> Say no to Steve Shoulder, gentlemen. Steve Shoulder was not a blue. So well done, you know. Started, you know, started with a bit of a shaky start, but then just like you know, nailed it all the way through to the end. There, it's a pretty good result, you know. Three, three out of four. So it's not too bad. You've never had a four out of four. You've had a three out of three. Yeah, we're three out of three, yeah. That's right, that's right. Gentlemen, thank you very much for playing True Blue or not a blue. Let's uh, let's, let's dive back into, uh, you know, a a bit of of punditry. Let's give that a go, why don't we? Uh, As we always do every week here on the Blue Army uh, podcast. Once again, Gabe, thanks for joining us. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give you all the Carlisle United starting lineup for their 2-1 victory over Swindon Town on the weekend. It had Hoyley in goal with Senior Feeney, Huntington, Mellish and Armour across the back five. Moxon, Guy and McCalmont in the midfield with Garner and Patrick playing up front together. Now, Gabe, I imagine you get battered every single week with a combination of strike forces that Paul Simpson wants to try and put together into <laughs> one-on-one situations and, and every and, and all all kind of things like that. You must have nightmares about Ghana and Patrick and Dennis and and, and Edmo and, and everybody else. Um but um 
you know, this this front force is, is is really sticking together. This sort of starting eleven is really sticking together. But like, what's really cool about it is that you know we've seen Gibson come in, filling at right back. Now seniors kind of reclaim the role, but everybody really seems harmonious and on board. What can you say um, about the sort of squad harmony? And you know, these little tweaks really don't seem to affect our, our, our good run of form. How is it similar sort of man management, a word in an ear kind of thing, or is it sort of like you know not open to discussion in a full room? These 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 uh these uh proceedings. Uh, I, I, it's just if you play well, you're gonna keep your place in the team, really, aren't you? So, Gibbo, like last week, Gibbo came in because Joel was badly. So uh, he's coming. Got told on the Friday that he might have to play. Joel's badly. He's coming, scored, and then he's been he's been well kept out of the team. But it's not it's the team. You're a big team now, aren't you? So uh, it's not it's not really you hurt by not being chosen. It's you're going for the same end result at the end of the season, aren't you? And it's just however you can get there. So, similar man management and whoever plays well, really. Yeah, yeah, it really seems to be an ethos of like when you play well, you will keep your place in the team. And uh, I mean, this week was actually my first ever perfect 11 on my uh, fan hub. <laughs> Uh, prediction thing, so uh, I got an extra two hundred points for putting senior back in my starting lineup. Just because you know you, you can read that kind of like that ethos now. It is sort of like you're gonna play yeah. the best player in that position when they're available, as long as they haven't done anything wrong. You know, if they're playing well, they're playing well, and that that's sort of evident. And it made it really easy for me to get two hundred points this week. So I'm really happy about that. <laughs> but gentlemen, what something else that made me really really happy is um, somebody else in the back five on the other side of the pitch from Joel Senior in fact Jack Armour hit an absolute worldie with his right foot after I mean I don't know what was going on in the box at first I mean the corner goes in it's Moxon it's dangerous it's towards the front post the defender really makes a hash of it it takes about three headers before it leaves the box and it drops to Jack Armour and it's an absolute fan Fantastic goal. Gabe, has he ever done anything like that on the training ground? Uh, probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I remember him scoring once. I think it was right at the start of pre-season. Quite a good finish past us, but that's about it from what I can remember. He's quite, he's quite a conservative player, I think. So, yeah, yeah, no, to be fair to him, he deserves that. He's a good player. He's good. He works hard and he, he did deserve that goal. So... He does, he does often get a lot of plaudits here in the Blue Army podcast. And Liam, I mean, what more can we say about uh, Jack Armour doubling his tally this season with, I mean, is that goal of the season so far? I mean, come on, guys, I had a few that yeah, yeah. quite decent. <laughs> All right. But I think that's probably got to, got to be it as well. Did you see the goal gif as well? For Jack Armour? Yes. <laughs> it was um... strange. Like... <laughs> no. It's, it's... I, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's him and Callum Guy <laughs> working uh, on, on the camera. It's yeah. it's 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 a weird I think I just tried to blank it out, yeah. <laughs> Better than the goal itself, some could say, but but uh yeah, it, it, it's good to see him getting that, especially because Simpson was saying uh, midweek that he wants to get more goals from his full backs. Uh what a way to sort of shut him up, I suppose. It, it, Brilliant goal, brilliant finish. 
not just goal of the season for us. I'd say that'll be up there for everyone coming into the season. I mean, it's it's one of those moments, Wills, where like yeah. when the ball goes up in the air like that, it's a dream for every football fan. You know, that's the moment you fall asleep dreaming of as a boy. Like that ball falling down in the World Cup final, that moment you hit it on the volley, it goes top corner. I mean, that goal from Jack Armour. <laughs> yeah. At that point, at that point of the game, I mean, I mean, what did it mean for Carlisle and taking the lead at that point with that kind of a goal? Yeah, I mean, we'd been. It seemed like we'd been kind of like working hard, trying to get. You know, we'd we'd, we'd made chances, but um, you know, for quite a long time, there was no real breakthrough. So, you know, I guess it's kind of, you know, you get that first goal, um, the, you know, some of the dominance that we maybe had, I don't know if we were necessarily dominant, but I, I felt that we were the better team listening on the radio at that point. Um, and, you know, to kind of like then go and get the goal. I think, you know, I think it's important because I think, you know, teams can get frustrated, I suppose, if you're kind of on top, but the goal just doesn't come. Yeah, I mean, it was there was a long, long time before um, Swindon got their goal, and Thomas Hoyley obviously had a lot to do. But in other games, he hasn't necessarily had too much to do. Gabe, as we very rarely have a professional goalkeeper here on the Blue Army podcast, what would you prefer? What do goalkeepers prefer? Do they prefer to be busy and looking good for the cameras, or deep down inside, do you just want a quiet day at the office? I think a quiet day at the office, really. <laughs> you, don't, you don't mind making saves. And I, you know, busy games, but if you're under the cosh for nights, very lit. A long, long 90 minutes, especially if you're <laughs> on to a 1-0 lead. Oh, it's a very long 90 minutes. So I'd rather, I'd rather touch the ball twice and just complain about touching the ball twice with my feet than... Uh, <laughs> Is that the secret you have to complain? And then take a clean sheet, thank you very much. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. I mean, it did take until the 80th minute, unfortunately, where Carlisle's defences were at a bit of a loss. And, um, I mean, the defender just kind of got through, uh, the attacker kind of got through after a little bit of a mad scramble and poked it home. We won't really go into too much detail about the goal, but what we will talk about is how that could have affected the way that the game uh, continued, because you would say the momentum would be with the home team scoring in the 80th minute to go on and then claim the winner. But it really does say something for this team and for Paul Simpson and the rest of his management to get messages onto the pitch, make sure heads didn't drop and to keep pushing forward uh, for that three points and uh, obviously that three points came from a set piece Gabe I'm sure you have a lot of set piece uh, training in your daily regime I imagine it gets quite cold standing there waiting for another <laughs> corner to come in from Mox or Guy or whoever you've got in your group doing set piece training that day but um, we've heard Skelton's had a lot to do with the set piece play this season. Uh, uh, is is that true? And, and and if so, like how 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 does he approach it? Like how how long do you spend doing set pieces? You know how important is that? Uh, so Paul Gerrard will do the defensive set pieces, so like defending corners and wide free kicks and all sorts. And then Gav will do the uh, 
the attacking ones and they spend it's normally day before a game on a match day minus one they'll spend the last 10, 15, 20 minutes going through set pieces doing them so then when it comes to a match day they know what they're doing I think it was quite cleverly worked watching it back but from uh, the weekend but the Swindon brought it on themselves, I think, really, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, yeah. how, fuming, how fuming would you have been of that defender on the back post? Oh, I'd have, my head would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> my head would have gone. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I think keep this part of the blame because just before the corner, he's gone and kicked it straight to the two hours forward, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Kind of play yeah, out in the yeah, night. Yeah, they kind of gave us it. Yeah, they kind of gave us the corner in the ninety sixth minute out of nowhere. Yeah, they didn't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kind yeah. of brought on by the all kind of brought on by the goalkeeper. Absolutely. But that <laughs> set piece. Throw with... in under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happily, happily. Better go to right? <laughs> but uh, you know, you know that goal from Ryan Edmondson coming back from injury, obviously speaking volumes for the way that um the medical staff, the the, the physios have got him up and running, and obviously match sharp enough to be ready and and on the ball enough to peel off on the back post and score there. But Wills, I mean, how much of a confidence booster is it to to win in the last minute? You know how 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 I, I, you know how much more belief does that give Carlisle fans to have that bit more drama in a football match? Yeah, I think I think it does a lot because you come away from a match where you'd you, you know you'd given up hope of getting the three points, and you know at one point maybe even just happy that we were getting at least one point because I thought maybe Swindon were going to go on and get another goal, but you you know you always hear that. The teams that do well, the teams that get promoted, these are the sort of things that they do. They snatch these last-minute victories. So to see your team do that, it gives you more positivity that, you know, we are going to just keep winning, that we've built up this momentum and it's going to see us through other games like the Swindon game where we come away with more points than we thought we were going to for most of the match. It's just kind of it's it's a it's a nice positive feeling to see to see that with your own club. I think those things really do last long in the memory of Carlisle fans. And I feel like that's going to be really important for the rest of the season as well. Is that like we won't lose hope for the last sort of like, you know, if, if we look like we might lose a game or draw a game, we're not going to let the heads drop because now you kind of believe that the, the team's never going to be able or the, the team's not going to let the, the heads drop. I mean, Liam, is that something that you, you think as well? Like, do you think the fans are like after that, it's even there's more enthusiasm somehow? Yeah, I think the fans just trust the players a lot more than they have in recent years. Like, you think of um, under previous seasons where we were down in, near the relegation zone. It just seemed like players would give up at times. Like, you go 1-0 down, the heads would drop. Like, even that season where we did okay under Chris Beach, it took for the last game of the season against Leighton Orient for us to, like, get a victory after going behind. And, and, and you know, it's obviously a lot different this season because the players have a lot more... Uh, the fans have a lot more belief that the players won't just sit there and let it happen. Like they, they have more trust that the players are going to give it everything that they've got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gabe, I mean, you must've been a part of a bus journey home. Uh, it, it's a lot different when it's a last minute winner, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, miles, miles different. Yeah. It's just, just so much better. Yeah, what's his mouth? Is better. Like? It's bouncing really, but better than better than sitting down, getting losing one nil or two yeah. one in the last minute. You sat there crying yourself to sleep on the bus. So, I thought yeah. there'd be some easy questions. Yeah. I thought it'd be all right. But... <laughs> I thought there'd be some easy questions. Um, but like something that's going to be maybe a little bit more of a difficult question, gentlemen, is the uh, the Foxes feature man of the match. And so we'll give Gabe a little bit of a chance to sort of like think about who he wants to give a man of the match award to. Uh, so I'll dive in. I'll go first. And uh, for me, uh, my Foxes feature man of the match. I've got. I haven't even thought of it until just now. Why did I put myself on the spot? Um, I'm gonna go. With, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jack Armour. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jack Armour. You know, he just kind of like it's the icing on the cake for him to to score that bit of a worldie. Um, it's gonna be a goal that lives long in the memory. Uh, so I'm just gonna dive in and say Jack Armour. Will's your Foxes feature man of the match? Um, I think I think Callum Guy had a really good game. I think we. Control again, the midfield. Say well. again. Okay. Did I say Callum Guy last time? I'm sure I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing. I think wrong it was that. me. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, was it you? Oh, yeah. Right. Sorry, I was feeling. I, have, I was feeling. I haven't <laughs> given Callum one in a while. Um, it was. It was him or Moxon, and Moxon. You know, he did mm. get that last minute um, assist, assist and, yeah. and he and he took the corner as well that led to the first goal. But at one-one, I'd kind of decided already that I was going to give it to Guy, so not let like the last few seconds change. Uh, mm. I think, I, I think, I think he's old one from me. So, so Callum Guy. <laughs> Go on, Liam. What are you saying? I think I was. I mine was between Callum Guy, you know, and Moxon as well. But I think I am going to have to give it to Owen Moxon because I, he's just he's just a class above, isn't he? he he's a two corners that we get the goals from. Uh, Unreal. Um, plus, I gave it to Callum Guy last week, and I didn't want to give him it two weeks in a row. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, Moxon's—he's just such a good set piece taker. Like it was really nice when we had him and Taylor Charters in the team who were both that, that good at uh, free kicks and corners. But his set pieces this season have been somewhat different. I think even in the middle of the park, away from them set pieces, he was just—you know—he's he's always one of the best players on the pitch, and he was again uh, Saturday. Yeah, and Gabe, uh, you know, we give you a bit of time. You're not on the spot anymore. Um, I do know you have to look these people in the face, but, uh, you know, go, go ahead. <laughs> I'll probably say Jack Armour, just because he scored quite a good finish with his weak foot. And, uh, yeah, I just I give him that. Just, just that, yeah. in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was his there. weak foot, yeah? Yeah, it was his weak foot, uh, his right foot. Yeah. left footed, isn't it? So. Mm. That's a hell of a finish. Isn't it? Christ. That's a hell of a finish. Man. That's a hell of a finish. All the chance and volleyed it. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. It just means that much more. But uh, do you know what means much more is Carlisle United's next game, which is at home against Stevenage. And as we do here on the Blue Army podcast, we give our predictions for the weekend's results. And, uh, you know, it's going to be very instinctual, gentlemen. Let's just jump straight in and say, I'm going to go. It's going to be hard for it. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be Carlisle, one, Stevenage, nil. Uh, Will? Um, I'm kind of like feeling on a high and hoping that we can we can give Stevenage a bit of a bloody nose. They've had a couple of wins after some <laughs> bad form, but they've got a game in midweek as well. They're playing crew, so... Crew having just beat Salford with the last minute goal. So I'm kind of like thinking Crew are going to kind of turn Stevenage over. And then basically, I'm going to say we're going to win 3 0. 
Right now. Right, long build up. Oh, like okay. <laughs> okay. Liam, Liam, quick fire, what are you saying? I'm going to go in the middle, 2 0. 2 0, 2 0. And Gabe, what, what side of the compass are you landing on? I think he's got a lot of goals in this game. So I've a lot of goals, big crowd. I'd probably say 2 3 1, maybe. 2 3 yeah. 1. I think, I think they will score and all. I need that. Okay. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get eight now, but I do think they'll score. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've 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 been on a pretty good form here on the podcast today. You did pretty well on True Blue or Not a Blue. You you know, maybe your predictions are all gonna come true. And uh, the last segment of the podcast is uh, maybe uh, Will or Liam's chance to show off. That's right, gentlemen. The last segment of the podcast. It's everybody's favourite. It's time for Guessing the Player. I don't know if you can hear the music at all. I know I'm raving. I can definitely hear the music. It's not normally in my headphones, though. Um, can you hear the music? No, we can never hear the music. Can you not? I'm just dancing on my own. Guessing the Player. Guessing the Player. Right, gentlemen. I mean, that's just why I'm shouting at you because I've got music blaring in my ears. Like, jeez. Uh, well, just fall over. Um, hey. the, yeah, my chair, you know, like the thing just came out when it kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> when it goes back. <laughs> Did you fall over? No, yeah. the chair kind of tipped back. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm glad I'm recording. I'm really glad I'm recording. Right, gentlemen, um, Gabe, this is when it's all going to make sense to you. I sent you a message earlier on that contained a name. Do not say the name. Do not say the name because the game we are playing is Guess the Player. That's Gabe right, knows. gentlemen. Gabe knows uh, who uh. the player is. So that's how, that's how you guys know. That's how you guys know that I'm not just going to be making it up last minute. Gabe knows who the player is. Is so when somebody guesses the player, Gabe's gonna have to let you know. Um, obviously, uh... I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> Gabe's gonna show us a bit of showmanship, you know, you know, you know, he's gonna let you know, he's gonna let you know. Um, but yeah, uh, Wills and yeah. Liam, the score currently, um, I mean, Will, you you you, you got ahead a little bit, didn't you? Was it nice? We don't have to discuss now? the score, we don't have to, yeah, discuss yeah, the score. yeah. I got like, um, did I get two points on the last one? Two points on the last one. You had a seven-three lead, did you? Was that was that? Yeah. Have you not been keeping score? Because I have. I have got it written down. Written down. down this week. <laughs> I did a lot of written. I did a lot of writing down. Hang on, I can just. Yeah. Oh no! I pulled them all out. I pulled them all out and wrote notes on them. Um, I'll, I'll be able to keep score. I'll be able to keep. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's it's nine-three though. It I'm is nine-three. Sure nine yeah, it's nine-three. Liam remembers. It's nine to Will's. <laughs> I remember also Will. Um, <laughs> you know, there's going to be new listeners. You know, Gabe's here. There's going to be new listeners. We have to catch people up with what's going on. Uh, so basically, on the first guess, and obviously Gabe needs to know what's going on as well. <laughs> um, on the first guess, you're going to be able to achieve three points. On the second guess, you're going to be able to achieve two points. But if it takes until the third guess, gentlemen, there's only going to be one point available. Liam, I'm pretty sure you know who's uh, guessing first. <laughs> <laughs> Since you've been uh, paying attention, uh, is it you? No, it is Will's. It is. Uh, <laughs> I could have lied completely and took it there. No. no, Will's would have known. Will's would have known. <laughs> Will likes it. Will's enjoying his lead. Will's enjoying his lead. Right, gentlemen, here we go. I've got to find. There we go. I've got to find me clues. I've got to find me okay. clues, gentlemen. Get ready for guessing the player. The first clue the in player. guessing the player is this. Player 
has featured in the same squad as Gay Breeze. Wills, who do you wow. think it is? Well then, <laughs> trying to, so I'm trying to think because you, Gabe did have a loan spell, but I can't remember where it was to or if there's so I don't know if it's anything to do with. Well, it could be anyone really. Then couldn't it? Uh, well, you're not going to give the first one away. Easy. I'm going to say I'm going to say Taylor Charters. Going to say Taylor Charters, Gabe. Yeah. Is it Taylor Charters? Uh, no. No. Not Taylor Charters, mate. <laughs> it's not Taylor Charters. Liam, it's your chance to steal it. This player also featured in the same squad as Mr. Gabriel Breeze. Who do you think it is? I'm trying to think when Gabe's been on the bench. Um, and you mentioned before that he was at Barra. So I remember Christian Dennis scored then. Christian Dennis? Ooh, uh, Christian no, Dennis. No. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big no it's a big no it's a big no so question or guess number two Will's back to you yeah. sir your chance to win two points and go 11-3 into the lead this player as well as being in the same squad as Gabriel Breeze also made 35 appearances for Carlisle United in the league right so I think because I mean, I know Gabe was in some squads maybe last season in the thingy, the checker trade, whatever it's called. So there's, I'm, I'm still trying to think about where Gabe went on loan and whether there's like any former, <laughs> you know, like I don't know whether he went to Workington or somewhere like that and has come up with somebody like I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Harry McCurdy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> Liam, back to you. This player made 35 appearances uh, for Carlisle United. Well, that tells me he was only here for a season, which is making me think Colombo. Lone players. <laughs> um, who did we have on loan last season? Um,. <laughs> I, why can't I think of a single lone player in last season that's ridiculous was it no Josh Coyote was the season before that it was um... is it Simeu no, no. no. it's not serious see how seriously they take it yeah. see how seriously they take it you know the listeners, they're on the edge of the seats right now. Like, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand. Like, the listeners are on the end of the seat right now. They're, they're riveted by this. They're going to guess to see who's, who's going to win one one point. And gentlemen, a little bit a little bit of like a caveat clue, I suppose. Is I'd say 35 yeah. league appearances. You would think that that was a low number for this player. You, know, you would have thought he maybe featured in a few more games than that, potentially. Uh, but that's not your big main clue. Your last main clue, gentlemen. And if you don't get it on this one, I mean... Come on, Will's this player started his career at Arsenal? Um, ah, oh, shit, it was <laughs> it's like the first swear of the podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Um, mm, uh... No, because I was like, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of it either. 
No, yeah, because not a lot like flashing in my head that like uh, Duncan Idahin was on last That's, that's what I was thinking. Obviously, he hasn't played 35 well, games for us. Um, so now, now, um, uh, who started it off? Such, such a crossover. It's got 35 games. Gabe, squad with Gabe. So that kind of like limits when it might be. Uh, started his career with Arsenal. Who started their career with Arsenal? But um, gonna have to push it. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm just gonna go with Amari Patrick. He's not Amari he's Patrick. Thirty-five games. What am I on about? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. Is it Gabe? It's not. No. <laughs> Bit of no, Patrick, not at all. Liam, I actually don't have a clue. Um, last you're chance, mate. Making it sound like you've given it away on the last clue, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> I can think of loads that have played for Man United, and they're the ones I keep thinking of, like George Tanner and Joe Riley <laughs> and them lot. But it's it's it, they're all started his career, so like that's not, I'm I'm thinking it's he's bound to have been like a youth player there in mid north. I still keep I still keep thinking of whether like Gabe's loan spell is kind of the the critical. Sort of, yeah, it's, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, as you maybe kind of beat the Workington and played with, like, it's a, not like, a <laughs> player. And... <laughs> well, you give me an unfair advantage there, but <laughs> you're not going to get it. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely not going to get it. I'm try- I'm thinking Aaron Hayden now because I can't remember where he started. And he went like no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't any of those it wasn't any is this of those. the first was, time we've not got it it's the first time you've not got it i think yeah uh, this is a fellow goalkeeper of gabriel breeze this was gabe who was it it was mark howard it was mark uh, howard it was no mark howard i wouldn't have got that no it was mark howard it was mark howard lads it was mark howard and gentlemen <laughs> i mean no points this week which leaves the scores at 9-3 and uh, you know there isn't really much left to do here on the podcast apart from obviously thanking our super special guest mr gabriel breeze thank you very much for joining us mate been a pleasure. Nice to meet you guys. It's been a, it's been a joy to have you join us here on the podcast. And gentlemen, Wills and Liam, you know this has been episode 100. It's been a hell of a journey. It's been an absolutely uh, been fantastic run. That's it. Long may it, long may it continue. And uh, there isn't really anything left for us to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye, bye for bye. now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.